Welcome to the Speaker Podcast with your host, Camille Essick. On this podcast, Camille covers topics ranging from entrepreneurship to relationships, to beauty, wellness, and empowerment. Let's get started. Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Speaker Podcast. I'm your host, Camille Essick. And on this particular podcast, I have a um, special guest. And you know what? I'm just going to let him introduce himself because you guys are in for a real treat. <laughs> Hi, everyone. My name is Darren Lindsay. Yeah. Yeah, I am a local graphic designer uh, located here in New Orleans, Louisiana. Um, I work in branding, I work in marketing, I host networking events, social events. Uh, I have a blog called Black New Orleans that highlights uh, black businesses, entrepreneurs, restaurants, food. Um, So yeah, that's me in a nutshell. I'm smiling from ear to ear because I hear that accent and I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. I'm sorry. Can you just say New Orleans one more time? New Orleans. Ah! New Orleans. New Orleans. It makes yeah. me giggle. I'm so sorry. <sighs> well, that's so funny. I, yeah, I know my a lot of my listeners are like, "Cam, what's up?" Like, you are having these men on your show. I thought this was for the ladies. Uh, like I was telling Darren previously, um, Father's Day falls in the month of June, and uh, you're a father, right? Mm-hmm. So first of all, I want to shout out to you as I a black father. father. You're not okay. Well, yeah. to shout out anyway yeah. to the black fathers it's out there. Okay, it's no problem doing what they do. Yes. But I also yes. wanted to open the door for our brothers uh-huh. to be able to um, have a voice and a platform and give space to them as well. So we're doing that for the month of June. So with that said, Darren, I want to say thank you for joining me on the show. Well, thanks for the invitation. No problem. So just jumping right in, what inspired you to create a space for men of color in the social scene, in the social media scene? Like what um, just really made you think like, hey, like we need a space for us here. Like what inspired you? Yeah. So back in January, uh, Camille, I, you know, I'm a graphic designer. Mm -hmm. And back in January of this year, I was designing for women empowerment dinners, women empowerment breakfasts, women that praise, so many women um, oriented events. Mm-hmm. And I said, man, you know, we, we don't do anything for the fellas. I need to do something for the fellas. So I have a blog called Black New Orleans, in which I highlight, um, you know, black businesses, professionals. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what, for the month of February, I'm only going to highlight black men. So I made a list of uh, a diverse list of uh, black men from ages 18 up until like 55. Mm-hmm. And I literally wanted to highlight 28 men uh, for each day of the month of February. At the end of that uh, month, um, after Mardi Gras, I did an event called the Celebration of Nola Black Men, uh, where we had a pen ceremony uh, uh, featuring a performance by a local rap artist, a local R&B artist. And it was just black men power. I just thought it was our time to shine. Um, uh, there's, there's literally no uh, program ever that just highlights men. We may highlight uh, men and women, um, or we may highlight all women, but we never really shed light solely on black men. Mm-hmm. So I just thought it was time to do that. Yeah, That's awesome. So what has been um, the response since you've started doing that? 
It was it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Um, like anything, you have to be consistent with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, at the time when I had the you know on the blog, I had about sixteen hundred followers. Since I started the campaign, I'm uh, almost at three thousand, so I've gained sixteen hundred new followers mm-hmm. uh, within like two weeks of uh, launching that campaign. Oh wow! Um, yeah. So this year, um, I literally got the idea a few days before February. So uh, you know, I turned it around pretty quickly. Um, and I hope to do uh, the event as an annual event. Eventually, I like for it to be a gala. Um, and even at the end of this year in December, I like people to submit uh, a black male of their choice. Uh, and I'll come up with a category of 28 uh, categories that people can submit men and say why. I don't want you to just submit names. Mm-hmm. But, you know, kind of let the people know why you're, you think this guy should be highlighted or featured as uh, a normal black man. That would be really nice to have like an annual awards. Almost like... The essence for men. Like, I like that. Yes. That's exactly. nice. Oh, exactly. wow. Okay. Yes, exactly. um, I'm just so inspired by hearing that. So, with, um, you said your age range is from 18 to 55. So, what mm-hmm. um, are some of the categories, just to give us a feel of some of the industries that you want to have represented at your event? Well, sure. Um, we have a young entrepreneur. Um, in New Orleans, we have, uh, we're rich in, in culture and in music. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I would do um, uh, maybe one brass band, one, uh, one artist, um, a pastor, uh, a policeman, a teacher, um, a, uh, a speaker, uh, just some categories like that, categories like that, an artist. Um, yeah, yeah. And then let's go on and on. That's nice. I really yeah. like that, and um, I just I just love the fact that you saw a need, and instead of, you know, we're in a space where a lot of people complain, but you mm-hmm. actually became proactive in yeah. creating a niche or a community, so I love that idea, um, yeah. and you were saying that you were creating, so for also those that don't know, uh, Darren is also um, into photography and, uh, and design. So what um, opened the door for you to gravitate into the world of um, media as far as design? Yeah, so thanks for asking that. I, uh, at 19, um, what's that, 19, 18, 18, 19, I was about 18 or 19, I was in college, and um, I did theater, and I was in a play titled uh, Harlem Made Me This Way. Uh, written by uh, the director, Victoria Sharp. Shout out to Victoria. And uh, she's actually out in L.A. She moved from New York to L.A. Okay. Uh, some months ago. So anyway, I know you're in L.A. But anyway. No, I'm actually uh, in, in the Valley. In Cali. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so she moved out to Cali. So shout out to her. But anyways, uh, Victoria was looking for uh, this designer at the time, designer flyer for the play. And uh, he wasn't returning her messages, calls, whatever. And so I said, I could do a flyer for the play. She said, oh, do you, you do graphics? And I said, well, no, I can make a flyer for the play. And so at that time, I actually uh, had a camera. It wasn't nothing fancy. But I was into photography, and I was, like, doing, taking pictures of the fellas in the dorm room and stuff like that, mm-hmm. different angles. Um and but I, there was a stronger need for graphics because they campus already had. I went to Alabama and for two years, okay. uh, and so campus already had uh, photographers. Uh, there was this lit guy named Jay Mills at the time, and and so there wasn't any need for more photographers, but there was no graphic designers. 
And so I just kind of, I volunteered to do it. Um, I had no idea that it would ever be a business. Mm -hmm. I uh, simply did the flyer. I thought it was kind of dope, so I put my name at the bottom of it. And I never forget about a, a few weeks went by, not even a few weeks. It might have been like a week went by. And uh, this capper hit me up and was like, hey, bro, I heard you do flyers. How about you charge my ticket design? And I'm like, I don't even do flyers. I'm like, let me come up with a price list so fast. <laughs> and I came up with this ridiculous price list. Like, everything was like $38.99 or mm. $26.99. He was like, how about I just give you $30? I'm like, yeah, whatever, that works. And so anyway, I, I made a Facebook page about two months later. And... Um, after a while, um, I just started making up designs and mocking things up and posting it online, hoping that people would like it mm -hmm. and um, use me for their graphics. And I've been doing that for eight years. So oh, that's wow. that's how I got into graphic design. Yeah. That's so awesome. You know, it's so amazing how um, sometimes we have things in us that we don't even know. And yeah. opportunities yeah. can arise that can actually... Um, trigger us to dig into something we don't even realize is there that not yes. only a gift but is uh, monetized you know as well uh -oh. so I think it's amazing the fact that even though you weren't at that time an expert you were a novice at it but you were also yeah. honest and say no not really but I'll do it just sometimes yeah. and not even trying to be like all churchy but sometimes God just want, wants us to be willing to yeah. even try yeah. and then he sees uh -oh. like oh, okay he, he'll step out into that water. Let me go on and bless this and yeah. just begin to build that yeah. skill. So I think that's so dope that you did that. And, and now, like, your work is beautiful. Like, it's amazing. Thank I love so it. Much. It's Thank very you. clean, Thank very you. professional. Um, it has an edge to it. It's not, it's got, it has your your thumbprint, your stamp on it. Like, I can look at a design and I can that. say, oh, Darren did that. Because you know how you see work that's now right. and it's so cookie-cutter, you know? Yeah. But you no, have your own. People <laughs> always say that. And one thing people always say is it's so clean. Mm -hmm. And I have to admit, Camille, I, my work is clean. Uh, a, because I, I'm a stickler for clean lines and mm -hmm. making sure everything is legible. But my work is clean because... I, I didn't go to school for graphic design. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know how to do the gradients and the 3Ds and the cutouts. And right. the, so when people were utilizing programs and textures, I didn't even know how to do that. All I knew how to do was the simple things. Mm -hmm. And I just, I kept that and I perfected that and that became my niche. Uh, but it was really because I didn't know how to do mm -hmm. all of the extra, you know. So uh, I'm glad it's a stamp. You know, yeah. um, a lot of people tell me, uh, damn, your work is so clean. Oh, man, I go to your pages. It's so clean. And I love it. I love it. So well, you I'm know what the saying goes, less is more. <laughs> yes. Yes. And there's totally. another line from one of my favorite movies, um, uh, Brown Sugar. And they're in the restaurant. And he says, um, simplicity is a fine line between eloquence and plainness. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, you definitely mastered that, sir. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. For those that have not been on uh, Darren's page, this brother is tall, dark, and handsome, okay? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. He thank is you, easy you. on the eyes. No flirtation. We're just, you know, acknowledging what is true, okay? <laughs> so, with that being said, he has a fashion sense. So, I'm just curious, is there are there any plans to enter the world of fashion, that space? Because... Y'all, this this brother can dress, so he can put together some looks. <laughs> it's a look. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, I, you know, 
I, I, I've been told that for a while she's getting into modeling. I'm not sure the best way how to get out there. Or even as a designer, not, you know what I'm saying? Like, because yeah. you have the eye, clearly. Yeah. Yeah. I won't say it's a huge passion of mine, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, once I get this body together, I wouldn't mind, you know, you know what? In front of some cameras and, you know, you know. I, I so, think yeah. that's not even a factor because, I mean, <laughs> right now we're in the age of all types, the talls, the smalls. Yeah. Like, it's whatever. But y'all don't uh, let this man fool you. He's doing just fine, okay? <laughs> Moving my along. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. <laughs> For the things he has done. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, my gosh. So being in New Orleans and seeing the, the changes post-Katrina, what ha- how has the culture shift? You know, like being in the city before Katrina and after, you know, we're hearing about gen- gentrification, like, what is uh, the N.O. like post-Katrina? Yeah. Um, so, Katrina happened when I was 14 years old. Okay. I'm now 28 years old. And um, so, what what I can say, I, I live downtown New Orleans, like three blocks on Bourbon Street. Mm-hmm. Um, it, New Orleans is, we call it the new New Orleans. The new New Orleans is, is beautiful. We have a lot of rooftop bars now, mm-hmm. a lot of new... Um, construction going on downtown, a lot of new apartments uh, going downtown, a lot of new restaurants. Uh, so it, it's nice. I will say um, I will say it is being gentrified. We have bike lanes. Uh, uh, we have uh, blue bikes downtown, even though I use them. Uh, we have blue bikes just taking a place of parking spots mm-hmm. uh, that some people aren't really excited about. But also to buy a house, it's, it's you know, it's, it's beyond expensive mm-hmm. uh, when really the job market is really not like that here. Luckily, I'm an entrepreneur, so I can stay afloat. But um, it, it's it's damn near difficult, I think, to buy a home unless you're living on the outskirts of uh, New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we it's a very touristy town as well. So we have a, a home of lots of festivals, um, home of Mardi Gras. So we even have people that are wealthy uh, that come to New Orleans and they buy apartments or they buy homes and uh, they're not even there, but once a year. So mm-hmm. um, it, it's kind of sad to say the people that do live in the inner city uh, who've rented their house for 20, 40, 50, 60 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and now the city is going to take it away from them because they don't have the funding to, uh, it's just wise, y'all, that we save our money and buy our property to keep our communities. Um, and so, yeah, so that's it. But it, it's a beautiful city, you know, as it relates to its people. I don't think that uh, the housing market is great unless you coin, you know what I'm saying, yeah. unless you got some money like that. But uh, but overall, it is a beautiful city. We do have, I believe, a lot to offer, you know. Awesome. Yeah. What's up, everybody? It is Darren Lindsay from New Orleans, and you're listening to Camille Essence from Speaker Podcast. Okay, everyone, thank you for tuning in. If you have not um, jumped in earlier, I have Darren Lindsay here on the Speaker Podcast, and we are discussing um, him as an entrepreneur, photographer, and just creating a community for black male socialites there in New Orleans. So, um, Speaking of different gifts, you have a great speaking voice. So what about voiceovers, radio, media? Have, do you have any background in that? So, uh, like I said, I did theater in um, high school and a little bit in college. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually hate my, I actually do not like my voice. Uh, right. And it's weird because I started, I don't know, like I just, 
I don't know. I don't. I don't like hearing my playbacks. I don't even. When I did theater, I didn't even like watching myself on stage. Like, I, if you loved it, I'm glad, but I don't want to see it. I just, I guess it's just like <laughs> one of those uh, insecurities as a creative. Like, I don't want to see me. I don't want to see my man in rhythms. I don't want to see how I sound. I don't want to hear my voice. You I'm know, gonna need you to embrace things. you because I dig it. Like, it's <laughs> southern because you know I'm from Tennessee, and people are like you got to be from the south. Like, I know, like especially being out here on the west coast, you know, sometimes yeah. it's more than others, but. I like your your accent. I like your draw. I like the yeah, sauce of it. New Orleans when you say baby. baby. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So yeah. yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, what is something you desire? Because I know, like I said before at the beginning of the show, um, we're just giving um, a space for more Black men to speak. And I was watching The Breakfast Club. Shout out to The Breakfast Club. Um, they had comment on, and he was discussing um, how uh, for so long black men have been stigmatized and not um, been able to discuss things they've experienced, whether it's traumas or past hurts, and then they internalize it, and it comes out, and they act out in certain ways. And um, he was very transparent, um, just very open about things he's gone through. And I was and I, I was so in awe because um, he, he, he sounded free in his voice because a lot of times black men, um, they are afraid to speak out about certain things because they're afraid of being teased or ridiculed. So what is something you desire um, younger black men, older black men, just black men, period, to grasp as they grow into the different phases of manhood? Um. You know, you sent me these questions and I actually want an answer down for that because I wanted to say exactly what I wrote. But um, I don't have time to find it, so I'm going to speak from my heart. Um, I want younger black men to take risk and get help uh, and not make excuses. Mm-hmm. Um, we we literally can have whatever we, whatever we want to have. Um, but if we don't take a risk and if we stop making excuses, we can be whatever it is you want to be. Uh, we live in a society. I My day job is I'm a graphic designer for a law firm. I'm the only black male. I've been there July. It would be seven years. Only black man. And uh, some people would say, oh, you work with a lot of white folks. Oh, you, you know, and, and oh, he got the white people job. Or oh, you. And so we separate ourselves from opportunities and we don't use it as a platform to elevate or uh, expand or go further. So I just think if we as men would stop making excuses and get help, if you and find yourself in an issue or feel like you can't make it, there's help out there for you. Mm-hmm. But one thing I hate is that the black man is that we we will be in a situation and we accept it as its final stage. Like, it won't get better than this. Mm-hmm. This is all there is for me. And I, and I believe, uh, especially if you're a believer, I believe that God can do anything. And because he is my father, I can have whatever I want to have. Mm-hmm. I can go whatever I want to go. I can experience whatever I want to experience. And so, and I'm, and I can be free from whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I think just taking time to recognize if we have an issue, um, if we're uh, broken, and and and, and, and uh, taking um, authority and getting help for that, and yeah. also, you know, just taking risks, you know. Yeah. So, what do you think about? Well, sometimes say. we can be in something and we not see it. So, what is something yeah. they can do um, to maybe better recognize to get to that point? Because sometimes. You feel like, you know, especially um, within our community, oh, that's that's so and so. They're just that's just how they are. They're stuck in their way. You know what I'm saying? Like, how yeah. how do so you get out of that? I, 
I would say two things. I would say, uh, and I struggle with this issue a little bit too, because mm-hmm. um, I would say, uh, A, educate yourself. Um, I'm, I'm going to go through a list. I would say, B, read a book. I would say, C, listen to the podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, get whatever free information there is out there. Uh, or I would say, take a, uh, what's the test? Um, I was talking about this on my podcast. The personality assessment? Yeah, take an assessment test. Yeah. Learn who you are. Figure out who you are. You know, um, I say all the time, if I ever, or when I become a millionaire, I'm going to go get me a psychiatrist. Something may be wrong with me. I don't even know about it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't and think you that know, we that's can. a good point. That's a really good yeah. point. And not to cut you off, but in our community, um, therapy has always been uh, taboo. Particularly, you know, if you grew up in church. You know, I'm a PK, a preacher's kid. And everything is, you know, just okay. give it to God in prayer or whatever. But, um, and I've been to therapy. And it's not that you're crazy or something's wrong with you because that's the stigma. But sometimes you need to talk some things out yeah, and work through yeah. some stuff. And there's no, um, there shouldn't be a stigma. I know Charlemagne, you know, um, shout out to Charlemagne the God. Um, he wrote uh, his book, Shook One, you know, digging into um, his own personal, you know, issues with anxiety, past hurts, molestation, going to therapy. And he talks about it, um, you know, on the Breakfast Club as well. And I think it's helped other black men, even in our community, black people as a whole, to see that um, there's nothing wrong with going to therapy. And I'm so gl- glad that you mentioned that. But you're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, whatever help there is, you know, just just make sure you're educating yourself mm-hmm. and you're not staying one-sided. Uh, one thing in my adult life I always learn to do is see things on both sides. I don't know everything. I'm open to hearing your point of view. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can convince me. Maybe I can convince you. Mm-hmm. So be slow to, to speak, you know. Uh, listen more, you know, think more. And, um, yeah, I believe the black man will be okay. I believe yeah. we'll be all right, you know. And you were saying, listen more. How does that play in relationships? Because a lot of times when people are um, having a, a difference of opinion or conflict or in disagreement, you know, and they're and you're in the heat of the moment, um, mm-hmm. you you audibly hear the other person, but you're not listening to what they're saying because you're busy yeah. trying to formulate your rebuttal. So can you unpack yeah. that a little bit more as far as the the art of listening? Yeah, that that's a scripture in the Bible, man. Uh, there's a scripture in the Bible uh, that says to try to live in peace with everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, there's time. Uh, I have a twin brother, and my brother, I love him. I didn't know that. This. Yeah, his name is Devin Lindsay. And uh, Devin can be really, really difficult. And so um, there's times when uh, he won't listen, so I'll talk over him. Uh, but the goal is to try to have a, a level playing ground, you know, listen to what he's saying, you know, and then you ask him, you know, would you allow me an opportunity to say what I have to say? Mm-hmm. Uh, so if we, you know, taking time not to talk over one another, but hear what each other's argument is mm-hmm. and then work together to resolve an issue, you know, mm-hmm. um, sometimes it's simple. Sometimes it's not as difficult as you make it. So that's true. And just even in uh, our age of, and then you said twin, it made me think about um, our friend and brother Marlon. He has a twin as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but um, yeah. shout out to Marlon. But uh, Marlon Bush, y'all go hit him up for uh, on Instagram as well. But you were saying as far as um, listening, and it made me think that um, when you do listen, sometimes you didn't think about, oh, I never thought about it like that before. Or like you said, from the other person's point of view, and it kind of makes you more empathetic to that person's uh, perception or feelings. 
you know, to put yourself in their shoes. And then sometimes um, even vice versa. And then that's how you come to, um, you know, a middle ground on, on a situation. So that's a very good point. Yeah. That's great. Anything else? Um, We're almost at the end, but was there anything else, you know, that you wanted um, to tell our young men that may be interested in uh, design? Because, you know, there is a a gap in technology within their community and quote unquote mainstream. I'll say that. So if a young man or even young girl is interested in in getting into design and graphics, um, how can they do that? Do you have advice for them? Or things yeah, that maybe w- you didn't know where you wish someone had told you, you know, as you. Yeah, I would say study the market. You know, a lot of times we start uh, businesses um, because for profit. Um, and I would say follow your passion. Um, when you're passionate about something, chances are you won't ever give up on it. Uh, there's times when there has never been a time. Wow, I can't believe I'm saying this. That I wanted to quit out the time. Because mm-hmm. I love it. There's been times when. My client has gotten on my nerves, but I ain't never wanted to stop being a graphic designer, mm-hmm. you know? So I would say find something you're passionate about and stick to it. Um, as it relates to graphic design, study the market, um, whatever your interest might be. Uh, see who else is out there. That's what times when people told me, Darren, you're the only graphic designer I know in New Orleans. And I say, that's not true. You have to do your research. Mm-hmm. Uh, so don't and don't just be surfing. Like, oh, I'm going to just search on Instagram. If I don't see nothing, then they don't have nothing. You know, take some time and go online. Look on Google. Search websites. Look at uh, different databases. So just study. Find a mentor. Uh, I don't have a personal mentor. I have some people that I shadow online from afar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but get a mentor. You know, um, reach out this uh some young designers that have found me on Instagram and reached out to me and told me they like my work and ask for advice. So don't be afraid to uh, ask for advice, but um, definitely educate yourself as much as you can. A podcast is very popular, uh, very popular now. Mm-hmm. Uh, YouTube has been popular for so long. Google is your friend. Find out what the market is. Find out what the margin is. Um, and, and yeah, just take a hold of it. Educate yourself and, and win. Uh, and win. I love it. You've given a lot of uh, great advice and shout out to uh, my virtual mentors. They don't know. That's funny. You know how you have a virtual mentor and those people you look up to and they don't realize, you know, that, you know, how they impact you. But at the same time, uh, Darren, you don't know. Someone may be doing the same with you. So, this is true. You know, I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. <laughs> you yeah. know, and this I, is true. yeah, because I mean, I know I'm not into graphics, but you know, I do admire your drive and what you're doing and the look of your brand. Yeah. And it's made me want to step uh, my yeah. game up, you know, on social media. Yeah. So, thank you. <laughs> and, and I will say this I want to speak to a moment for this uh, because Camille, y'all, is, is an amazing woman, a uh, beautiful woman. Uh, she's out here doing her thing. She's very passionate about it. Um, she has a really good heart. Um, and I just know that from afar, I've never met her. Uh, but just in her voice, she's very open. Um, and I, I just think that's a beautiful thing to be uh, to be that way. Uh, there was the one last piece of advice that I wanted to give was uh, uh, sometimes in business, uh, we can be emotional. Sometimes mm-hmm. we can feel like we're not being supported. And that can feel like a very bad thing, uh, yeah. a very sad thing. But that brings you back to passion. When you're passionate about something, uh, like Camille said, those fans that uh, that may not be able to reach you, that don't think you're reachable, just know that there is somebody out there that's rooting for you. Uh, and just and be your biggest cheerleader. I tell mm-hmm. people all the time, you cannot outright guarantee I love you. Learn to love yourself. Learn mm-hmm. to love your gift. Learn to love your craft. Because sometimes, you know, 
a friend might not like your post. Right. And then we have to understand that your business may not be for your friend. It may right. be for a stranger, you right. know? So make sure that you're giving your audience as much of you as possible, making sure that you're you're, you're giving them as much content as possible, um, and just putting your best foot forward. Uh, but there's definitely a crowd out there that's rooting for you somewhere. So don't be discouraged. I tell people all the time, when I start a business, I ain't never got no likes. I always got under seven likes, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And I, I wanted to say that because, uh, I, you know, I've been doing what I do now for eight years. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I may have a little number now, um, a little bit more numbers than I once had. And so when people look at it like, oh, I don't have that much numbers. I'm not getting the attention. Mm-hmm. No, continue to put your best foot forward. You know, uh, numbers aren't everything. In fact, I heard that uh, someone said that Instagram may be taking uh, the feature away of how many people are liking your posts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, but um, but don't 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 let that that bother you. If you are passionate about something, give it your all. You know, if support comes, it comes. If it don't, know that you gave your all and know that it's reaching your audience. Yeah, because so like I, you said before, what, what is for you is for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. That I mean, yeah. that's encouraging me because you know we talk offline. Uh, from time to time, and I will say those that oh, I want to be an entrepreneur, honey, it's not for the faint of heart. So if you're looking for your friends and people you've known to support you, you're already behind the curveball. Like your greatest supporters will be total strangers, and the more you um, get into what you do, it will connect you to like-minded people. Like um, Darren and I connected totally. last year. Um, through Power Five. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Power Five. Um, Shout out Power Five. Yeah, yeah. Mark yes, and um, in me uh, pursuing my dream and growing, I met Darren through Power Five and total stranger. But again, click awesome spirit. Um, just, just a warm person. And the more you get out into what you're doing, God will bring those people to you. You know, he'll also uh, remove some people, but it's also, it's also to make well, room for the people that are meant to you to um, yeah. allow you to walk into your purpose. And even in Darren, you talking, you poured into me and encouraged me. So thank you for sharing that. Yes, of course. Of course. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you said something uh, just now, and I don't want it up on time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you will also lose some people. And I would hear that so long, and I'm thinking... I still got my, my same day ones. But no, over time, you will look around mm-hmm. and your whole circle will be different. Like, the people <laughs> I rock with now are not people I was friends with two years ago, right. I tell you. And, then, and some of them that I'm closer with now, um, people that I'm closer with now, I've known them five and six years ago, but we just weren't close. Right? Right. I just knew of them. Mm-hmm. So literally looking now, my whole circle has altered. Yeah. <laughs> it has altered. Yeah. And it's okay. It's mm-hmm. okay. If you want to grow, uh, things gotta change. Yes. Uh, my old pastor used to say, uh, "I healthy things grow, growing things change." So if it's healthy, it's gonna it's gonna change. It's True. Gonna change. Yeah. Because yeah. what's that saying? Um, if you want to look at where you're going, take an inventory of the people in your circle. That will indicate yeah. the direction you're going in your life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we can do this all so night, true. but I know we both okay. have. <laughs> <laughs> this ain't the red welcome. table talk, but it's. <laughs> Oh, oh, trust you. You, you will, you'll be getting the email. Believe it. <laughs> but with that yes, being said, um, first of all, thank you so much for you dropped so many jewels um, in this short um, episode. And I want to say thank you um, for joining me and um, 
definitely got to have you back because you you have a lot of you, you have, like you feel like an old soul. You know what I'm saying? Like you got a wisdom. Old soul. I don't know where it comes from. But, uh, <laughs> wisdom, wisdom. Yes. Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. But I want people to um, connect with you if they're in New Orleans or just want um, media work. Where can people find you on social media? Like get that information out there for us. Yes, my DarrenLindsay.com. That is D-E-R-I-N-L-I-N-D-S-E-Y.com. Um, I'm Darren.Lindsay on Instagram, Darren Lindsay on Twitter, uh, Darren Lindsay Graphic Design on Facebook, Darren Lindsay Events on Facebook, uh, and BlackNewOrleans.org if you're ever in New Orleans um, and you want to check out some restaurants or uh, see what some upcoming events are, don't forget to check out my blog, BlackNewOrleans.org. And... Um, Last but not least, I started a podcast about eight weeks ago called Black Ambition Podcast. Okay. So we are streaming everywhere, too. So uh, check us out. Oh, so you need to send me that link as well. I will. Okay. I will. All right. Yes. Well, everybody, I hope you have enjoyed this episode. I'm your host, Camille Essick. And until next time, thank you. Be blessed and tune in to the Speaker Podcast. I hope everyone enjoyed this episode of the Speaker Podcast with your host, Camille Essick. You can reach Camille via email at kimikimiglasses at gmail.com and shop online at www.kimikimink.com. Catch new episodes of the Speaker Podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, iTunes, and YouTube. Follow Camille on Instagram at kimikimink. Until next time, be blessed.